0: Welcome to another episode of the SaaS Podcast. I'm your host, Omar Khan, and this is the show where I interview proven founders and industry experts who share their stories, strategies, and insights to help you build, launch, and grow your SaaS business. In this episode, I talk to Udit Verma, co-founder and chief marketing officer of Trackier, a SaaS performance marketing and affiliate marketing platform. This is a story about three guys in India who were about to graduate from university. They'd started a web development company and were building websites for clients as a side project. And they started talking about what they were going to do next and decided that instead of getting jobs, they were going to build their own software product and company. So after they graduated, they started their new company. But their first product idea didn't go anywhere. But as they talked to potential customers, they got an idea for a different product. They spent the next nine months building that product and landed a handful of customers. But they didn't have a strategy or plan for growth. They didn't know how to find and acquire customers and and tried a few things like testing $150 on Google AdWords and getting zero leads. Eventually, they decided to focus on inbound marketing and they did something really simple. They wrote help docs, which explained how to use a particular feature, and then they republished those same help docs as blog posts. And they started reaching out to other websites and getting them to also publish their content. Each blog post had a simple call to action at the end, sign up and try our product. That simple idea and approach help them to go from zero to $2 million in annual recurring revenue in about four years. And on top of that, their business is 100% bootstrapped. In this interview, we dig into exactly what they did and how they've been able to bootstrap a multi-million dollar SaaS company. So I hope you enjoy it. Are you looking to sell your online business or buy one to start your entrepreneurial journey? Discover exciting opportunities with boopos.com. to download your free copy and unlock faster growth for your SaaS business. That's With it, welcome to the show.
1: Uh, thanks, Omer. Thanks for having me.
0: So uh, do you have a favorite quote, something that inspires or motivates you or gets you out of bed every day?
1: Yeah, one quote which I liked and motivates me to try new things is, do one thing every day that scares you.
0: Do you know who said that? I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I've heard that before.
1: Yeah, I I just read somewhere. I, I don't know like where, where like who's the author. I'm sorry, I apologize for that. No, that's okay. But I don't know the author.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. Do one thing every day that scares you. I like that. Okay, so for people who aren't familiar, can you tell us about Trackier? Like what does the product do? Who is it for? And what's the main problem that you're helping to solve?
1: All right. Trackier is a daughter company of of technology we are on the mission to make Cloudstuff the one of the best ad tech company in the world. So currently we are having two ad tech products in Cloudstuff. One is Trackier and another one is Offers Optimize. So I will tell you a little bit about both of the products.
0: Okay, so hold on. So, So Cloudstuff is kind of like the parent company. Yeah. And then within that, you've got Trackier, which is the main product we're going to talk about today. And then what
1: was the name of the second one? It's offersoptimize.com. Offersoptimize.com. Okay, great. So Tracker is an advanced performance marketing software for some companies. And it's an advanced affiliate marketing software for some companies, for some other companies. So so we are helping advertisers, ad agencies, ad networks, affiliate networks, and some web gaming companies to track their analytics for their performance-based campaign. Ad agencies, ad networks, advertisers create their own marketplace with the help of Tracker. And they can automate their operation via two-way API. We have built the endpoint for every action in the API so that it will make very seamless working for the affiliate networks. So we we are also providing customized solution on their demands. And we have made our tech that much flexible that Instead of building in-house platform, you can have more scalable, more features-enabled platform and have competitive advantages. So I'll tell you a bit about Offers Optimize. So Offers Optimize is a offers link checking tool, which is helping like affiliates to automate the link testing of the campaigns.
0: Okay, great. So I think most people understand like, you know, what an affiliate platform does. I wasn't clear about what a performance marketing platform is. So maybe if we talk about one of your types of customers, whether it's a ad agency or a publisher, can you just kind of explain, like how would they be using a performance marketing platform?
1: So yeah, so for the direct advertisers, it's a performance marketing software. And for the affiliate networks, it's an affiliate marketing software. So uh, right now, like the ad agencies who are working directly with the advertisers they give the reporting of performance. They, they, they give performance-based reporting to their advertisers while affiliate networks are running some rebroking campaigns. So they are using it as an affiliate marketing software. So I, 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 I hope like it, it's a bit clear for you. Now.
0: Yeah, I'm still not clear about what a performance marketing platform is. Like, Give me an example of, of how that gets used.
1: So yeah, so suppose I'm ex-agency. I have Coca Cola as my advertisers, so Coca Cola said, like, is saying that I have I have launched one new drink, and I want to like for per sale of the bottle I will just I will pay you one cent. So, for agencies who is working for like direct for the direct campaigns, they are uh, giving their advertisers the performance report.
0: Got it. Yeah. Okay. So an ad agency for an ad agency, this is basically what they use to show their clients how campaigns performed.
1: Yeah. So it's totally depend on the kind of like lead generation campaigns. So how you take it as a product. So for like so it's a very thin difference between performance marketing and affiliate marketing. I feel.
0: Okay. We need to get into that. We're going to talk about that because I want to know how you can basically have the product positioned for two different types of customers as a two different types of solutions. And how do you do your marketing to work in a way that, that kind of, you know, attracts these people and converts them. But before we get into that, let's kind of set the scene for the business so people can just kind of get a, get a sense. So the business was founded or Trachea was founded in 2016 with your co-founders Faizan and Hemant and in the last four years you have bootstrapped the business and you guys have gone from zero to 200k in MRR and apart from spending a little bit on at an AdWords test you guys have pretty much spent zero on marketing
1: yeah. So yeah, so we have spent zero on like on marketing for the uh, like in our first year of operation.
0: Okay. So before we get into the the details of how you guys have built and, and grown this business, let's kind of go back and talk about like where the story starts. So where did the idea for Trachea come from?
1: So it's a story of three passionate college grads started they generally in uh, fourth semester of their college. So me, Fazal and Hemant like who belongs to the same college. So we started with a web service company where we bid for the project and build the project for different companies. So while building uh, the project for like different company, we found our ikigai. So we love building product. We feel sad like when some other guy hold the ownership of that product. So we des- decided to build the product and made a company from it. So it was our last semester of engineering. So we, while coming back from our trip, we decided to go with a B2B product. So we have decided we have to go with product side. We have to build a B2B product, not B2, B2C, B two because of our capabilities of promoting and building a B2B product.
0: So let me just ask you one thing. You mentioned we found our guy.
1: For people who aren't familiar, can you just kind of explain what that, that means? it's a, it's a, it's a Eureka moment. Like when you, when you feel comfortable with something, when you feel passionate about something, so it, it's a, it's an achy guy for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, for people who don't know this, I think it's a Japanese term and it's just, yeah, it's kind of like finding this overlap between like what you're good at and what you're passionate about and where you can add value, I think. And so you guys decided, okay, you know, we want to focus on the product piece and we want to build a, a B2B business. And this was something that you were planning to do, like, okay, we, you know, we're, we're kind of going to be graduating and then once we're we've done with college, this is the thing we want to work on full-time.
1: Yeah, so, like, uh, while, so we have, a, like, strong alumni connect. So while talking to, like, one of our, like, alumni, so he showed one product of Exponential Interactive. So Exponential is having, he is, like, launched one product, VDX, Video Driven Experience, so we we found it like it was one of the good way to monetize your video so while looking to that product we thought that we, we thought to build a native recommendation engine for saas so it was not a like final product it was just an initial product so we started with building native recommendation engine and we named it as vnative in, in vnative we were blending the advertisement into content so so that the user who were using who were coming to the website got confused whether it's an content or advertisement.
0: Okay. So did you kind of go out and talk to potential customers or was this just basically like, this seems like a good idea. Let's, let's build it because it sounds like a cool product.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we, 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 so being a product guy, so we attracted to the product and we, we thought to build that. And so we were like good at technology. So we, we just built that product. And then after that, so we, we, we used our alumni connect again. So we asked our alumni to arrange a meeting with one of, like, with uh, late Anurag Gupta, who was the CEO of FG Media, one of the India's biggest media agency. So after talking to him, we, we found that this product should be sold to publisher, and publisher like to pay less for this for this particular product. So while having the demos for V native. We met one guy. We, we, we so we pitched our product to that guy. So instead of using native recommendation engine, so he asked us to build an affiliate network for his click-based affiliate network. So we built that. So it was our first step towards our main product track here.
0: Okay, got it. So I got another question for you here. You kind of used your alumni connections to to get in front of this guy you said it was one of the largest media
1: agencies? Yeah. Media, media agency, digital agency of India.
0: Yeah. And so basically the feedback from him was, look, the, the product that you're trying to build, you're not going to make, you're not going to be able to charge a lot for it. And then through the chance, you got this other feedback from somebody else saying, build this affiliate platform for me. And, and that's something I could use. But, Weren't there already other products out there that did kind of affiliate management? Like, why did you need to go and build another product?
1: So yeah. So in in India, the affiliate thing was like booming. So there was no affiliate tracking platform. Okay. We can see in like in back 2016. So it was uh, India's first affiliate tracking platform. And like while uh, so there so if if you if talk about the global market, so the platform who were in the market was having. Some UI, UI issues, some some kind of issues, while in UI or like UX. So there was like uh, issues in using using the analytics, for like by by using their product. So we thought that we can make a UI friendly and user fr- UI friendly and scalable platform than the others.
0: Okay, so you've got feedback from one guy. Was that enough for you then to say, okay, we're going to go and change the product? Did you try to get any commitment? Did you try to pre-sell the product to him?
1: No, then then, like, so we were keep on asking people to use uh, vNative. So while asking one user uh, in Russia for vNative, he told us to build a conversion, conversion tracking platform. So then we improvised track here from click-based tracking to conversion-based tracking. Then after we never look back. We keep on implementing things and complete and completed the whole product and launched it in like twenty sixteen September. And did you ever start charging for V native? Did you make any money from that? No, we we didn't make like made any money from like V native.
0: Okay, so the product was out there, and you were trying to find customers and get people to use it, and you didn't get any sales there, but you started getting feedback from. People who looked at that and and they started telling you, actually, here's some other problems that we have right now that that you could help solve. Yeah, is that kind of how it went?
1: We made our focus on ad tech, so we like we made something clear in our mind that we will do something in ad tech. So right now, so V native wasn't working, but Tracker was working. So we were getting traction with track like for Tracker, but not for V native. So we thought that let's focus on one product, let's devote the time for one product. So we carry forward with TrackAire.
0: Got it. And then, so you launched Trackier. that was in 2016.
1: Yeah. So it was September, 2016. Okay. And how did you find your first customer? So, yeah. So uh, I already told you that uh, there was like, while we were building the product, so we, we, we were having a client <laughs> and, you know, like we got our break even in like within, within three, three months of Trackair. So we got like three clients, for trackier for like in, in our in our like initial days. And that guy who were like who, who asked us for building click-based tracking, so he he was also paying during that time. Because we because the platform that we made is like kind of scalable for him. And he was making lots of money.
0: Right, but how long did it take you to build trackier?
1: We started development from like January twenty sixteen, then we completed it, the whole module till like uh, september 2016 it took us like 9 months
0: okay did you generate any revenue between january 2016 and september 2016
1: yeah so people who were like using track here were paying us like for uh, so we have we we built the click based module in like initially we built the click based module and they were paying for that because their businesses are like click-based tracking. Okay, this is what they they were they were needing. Like so, we have implemented conversion-based tracking afterwards. So the tracker is built on the f- customer feedback. So we got the feedback from the customer. We implement that features, and then we made it for the client. Got it. And
0: then so when the product launched in September 2016, how many customers did you have?
1: We have around 10 customers like at that time.
0: And and how much revenue were you generating?
1: I'm not sure about that, but like some of them was on like free model because <laughs> we were new for the conversion tracking. Like I don't I don't know about the like exact revenue at that time.
0: Yeah, just ballpark, like just a rough estimate.
1: Uh, it was around like sixty to seventy k INR. Okay. If I talk about it. like it's around like one thousand two hundred dollars.
0: Okay, so. Just over a thousand dollars MRR.
1: Yeah, just one thousand dollars MRR. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. Okay, so you've got a handful of customers. You've sort of used the feedback that you got from them, and you're generating some revenue. It's not a lot, but it's still revenue. So, where did you go from there? How did you start finding more customers?
1: So everything was like new for us, but uh, like our basis and intentions were clear uh, and strong. So we followed two strategies that worked very well for us. One is content marketing and another one is we're like uh, another one's like from where we we got clients is uh word of mouth.
0: Content marketing and word of mouth have been the two biggest drivers for your business. And from what I understand the only time you've spent money for marketing was when you did a Google AdWords test, and you spent about ten thousand dollars.
1: No, ten thousand <laughs> INR. Okay. Yeah, so you you can say it's around one hundred and fifty dollars.
0: One hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Yeah. What results did you get from spending that money?
1: Yeah, so we <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> the results uh, was terrible. So we got like five leads, and four of them was junk, and one lead was uh, kind of in like initial stage, so it was. So and and that guy, as I remember, that that guy didn't pay us.
0: Okay, so you, you basically you ran this test. You know, one hundred and fifty dollars isn't a huge amount of money for a Google AdWords campaign, but if you're college grads and you're only generating a thousand dollars in revenue, it's a big chunk of your revenue even to do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It was a lot for us because we have to manage uh, the seats for the team and we have to manage uh, and then several costs like was also there.
0: Okay. So, I mean, content marketing, I want to dig into that. I want to kind of figure out exactly what you did there because it sounds like that's been a big part of your growth. But as, you know, content marketing, the downside of it is that it takes time. It takes time to get it out there and to educate leads and whatever it takes to get them into the funnel. So did you start with content or did you start with sort of word of mouth and using referrals or or working through your network? Like how did you kind of get to that next step from that 10 customers to the hundred customers?
1: Yeah. Words of mouth was working side by side. So we were giving our clients like the best possible service so so we are we are getting the client from the referrals as well but what we focus in marketing is inbound marketing not like not specifically on content i'm a big fan of inbound marketing so what i did is like i i try to make content so it, it was a content marketing i try to make a knowledgeable content on and put it on like uh, on website about and the content would be on the features. So. How to use that feature to build the ROI and, and how to use that feature to generate more revenue. So I, I I keep on like building this kind of content, and even like I did some co-marketing thing as well, where uh, like I asked the some some websites to like post an ad, and I'll just give you some some kind of like usage of track here. So this is our, this is kind of barter system that I did in our initial period.
0: Okay, and were you promoting the content? Anywhere else like, you know, social media or was it kind of just basically looking for these types of kind of co-marketing opportunities with other sites?
1: For the co-marketing thing, I just like, I always believe in, in like um, offering something knowledgeable. If you are giving something knowledgeable to your user, then they will definitely read your stuff. So what I did, did is uh, I just asked the website to post a content of track here into their websites and just ask the users to just get involved.
0: <laughs> so how clear were you about your your customer at that point? I mean, you know the product, so you can pick a feature and you can write about that product. But who did you know like when you talked about like ROI and, and benefits like that, like did you have a, a specific customer in mind at that point or or was it sort of fairly broad? and and trying to appeal to anybody who might need that kind of product?
1: It was clear that I have to focus on affiliate networks and ad agencies. So I build the content on the basis of like, uh, I just studied that what an affiliate network like, what an ad agency is like. So I build that content uh, that revolves around the problem-solving statement of ad agencies and affiliate networks.
0: Got it. Okay. How much content were you were you creating, was this like, you know, a a handful kind of talking about the main features? Were you trying to go for volume and, and write, you know, a bunch of content every week? Like what was the approach here?
1: Yeah. So what I did is, uh, I built the support article in that way that it becomes a content for me. So it, it was kind of like two things that I involve, like include in one thing. So this is how I, I did the content marketing and I just, having some like a uh, one button like at the, at the bottom that you have to uh you can you can use it for free 30 days so i just gave that and, and got the leads wait they weren't
0: even blogs you were kind of like just writing like help docs and using them as content as well
1: yeah so in that way i i just draft the content in that way that it was it sounds like a help doc and like it was making sense for some marketing guy as well so it it totally depends on boosting the roi so the content was so you can use this uh, feature to boost your roi
0: okay and then so how how did this work like when you when you went out there and you started to do this sort of co-marketing and get get this website to promote the content what happened
1: yeah so i approached forums yeah so there were like warrior forums there were like lots of forums that i approached So it was good for me. Like, so it was giving, giving me the results. And so
0: were you sort of focused on finding customers in India or were you kind of going out and looking for customers in other markets? Like you had tried, you know, you'd said you were trying to do with uh, the web services business when you were at college.
1: Yeah. My, like my mindset was to make this a global product. So I build the content for the global market and Indian market both. <laughs> I didn't like, I didn't have that focus on Indian market. I just focused on like outside Indian market because in, in India is my home ground. I can meet anyone anytime, but like for outside India, so I have to think uh, out of the box.
0: Yeah. And so what kind of, you would just find like what affiliate related forums?
1: Yes. Yeah. So it was like affiliate related forum. So there was some, um, forums who were like just associated with some ad agencies, some ad, uh, sorry, affiliate networks. So, yeah. So I just approached them. I pick up the niche and just stick to that niche.
0: Okay. And what were you doing in the forum? Like, you know, I, I presume, you know, you weren't just going in there and spamming and telling people about your product, but there was a, a bit more of a plan to this, right?
1: <laughs> so I, I never spam any anyone <laughs> until it, it was like email marketing. And just a follow-ups thing. <laughs> so, yeah. So for for forums, I never I never have this kind of uh, behavior. I never spam people. I just like give them the knowledgeable content. If if you are like okay with that, like you can you can just sign up. Otherwise, like uh, I I have like I have something more beneficial for you because I have seen there is a capability in the product. I believe in the product. So, uh, like in that way, I don't want to like do spamming because people get irritated and. I don't want to ruin the relations.
0: Are you an entrepreneur looking to buy a profitable online business or a founder ready to sell? Bupos is the number one platform for buying and selling profitable online businesses. With their exclusive listings, as well as listings from other marketplaces, and the option to submit your own deal for approval, Bupos has you covered. Plus, they're the first to offer built-in acquisition financing for qualified buyers of recurring revenue businesses, allowing you to access fast funding without personal guarantees. And their experienced M&A advisory team supports you every step of the way. To learn more, visit sasclub.io slash BUPOS. That's sasclub.io slash B-O-O-P-O-S. Sign up today and get qualified to start your entrepreneurial journey or sell your business at the right valuation with BUPOS.com. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And, and I didn't I didn't assume you were going to do that. Like, What I'm trying to figure out is when you went to the forum, were you just sharing links to the the content that you'd created and saying, oh, I created this content, which can kind of help you get, you know, this result or ROI with this feature? Or were you sort of spending time and looking for conversations where people were asking related questions and then using that as an opportunity to reply to them and and tell them about the product or explain about your feature? Or was it a combination of both of those things?
1: Yeah, it was a combination of both things. So I was just keep on posting the blogs. I just offer them some deals like uh, I have, hey, I have 30 days free trial. You can use it for free for 30 days. With I have some API integrations that, that might help you in boosting the ROI. So being a tech founder, I have like many things to offer. There's a problem solving mindset. I just post my content and engage the audience.
0: Okay, and then, so how did the forums work? How successful were they? What kind of results did you get?
1: It was like, okay, so yeah, I, I, I like uh, I didn't say that forum didn't uh, generate the lead for me, but it was generating, it was working for me. Because I got like, uh, if I get like one or two clients from one forum, then, it, then it's okay. <laughs> because we were like, we were in early stage and like two clients with like with one forum is okay for me, which is paying like $2,000.
0: Right yeah and and that's a that's a good distinction to make because like the kind of companies that you're going after i mean you guys have built a almost a 2.5 million ARR business with what about 350 customers
1: yeah including small enterprise and big enterprise
0: right so the average contract value for each customer is pretty high so even getting one customer through a forum, especially in the early days, is a good boost to revenue for you.
1: Yeah, so what I feel is like, uh, so when somebody starts a company, so it was like, it was on the initial uh, like initial plan. When they start building their team, building their uh, like connections, then they definitely upgrade your platform, like upgrade the plan. So this is, this is how, like we had, people in their initial stage, and then they start growing. So that's how we build this kind of revenue right now.
0: Okay. So the word of mouth is kind of happening in parallel. As you get customers using the product, you're doing everything you can to give them a great experience. And some of those are kind of turning into referrals. Were you asking customers for referrals or was that that just something they were doing
1: themselves? So uh, while meeting some clients like face-to-face. So yeah, later on we also did some exhibition in, in like global events. We also went and start attending the events like all around the world. So we start meeting our clients. So they were like, they, uh, so we find that there is a hundred percent of customer satisfaction and they were that much happy. They, they just introduced us to their uh, partners. And so this is how the thing will work. Thing is working. So we, we, we sometimes ask Asked our like client for 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 the reference, but like majorly there there the is a time they refer us automatically that we, we don't have to ask them. Got it. And then
0: for the for the inbound marketing, the content you created, we talked about you know sort of distribution, and you said one way I was distributing that was sort of like co-marketing and finding w- relevant websites that could basically promote this content and do some kind of, some sort of barter and, you know, not pay for this. And then the forums were another way that you were getting the word out with the content. Was there anything else that you were doing to to distribute that content?
1: So uh, I was also like side by side doing SEO. So we have some SEO tools. So we also focused on doing SEO and we improve our ranking on Google for like for particular, uh, like, keyword so we research we that which keyword is working well in the market so whenever we feel that this keyword is working well then we build a content uh, around that keyword
0: okay how are you learning this stuff because you hadn't learned any of this stuff in college right
1: yeah so <laughs> so we are also like not from the tech background nobody like from my team is from tech background so I'm I'm personally passed off from production and industrial engineering so I learn. I'm a big fan of Wingify. So how Paras Chopra created the content, and I'm a big fan of HubSpot. So how um, HubSpot like follow the ideology of inbound marketing. So yeah, I I just read the content of HubSpot and I followed um, Palash Chopra's uh, like uh, strategy.
0: That's interesting. And so you were just learning and teaching yourself as you sort of went.
1: Yeah. So so I like I learned by myself.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I mean, and I think like Papyrus, you know, for people who don't know, you know, founder of Wingify and visual website optimizers, which people you know may have heard of, and in you know, in many ways, I guess you know, he was sort of a pioneer, right, for for many you know entrepreneurs and SaaS founders in India, because I guess he launched back in probably 2010, and uh, you know, I don't know. Where they are, but when I he was on my show, he was on episode 16, so we probably talked about five years ago, and at that point, they were doing over eight million ARR. So um, I'm assuming the last five years,
1: you know, I haven't checked in, but I'm assuming it's a lot more than that now. So yeah, so Palashopra is like from my college, so yeah, definitely. So it's a (laughs) it's it's again the alumni connect. So we always wanted to connect with the alumni.
0: Yeah, and and I think you from the sounds of it, you guys were pretty smart about taking advantage of those alumni connections to to get introductions and and kind of have the, I guess the conversations and the feedback to to help you, you know, get or stay on the right track with this business. So you launched the business in September two thousand sixteen, and where were you in terms of revenue after year one around sort of late 2017 how was the business doing how much were you generating in revenue how many customers did you have roughly
1: as far as the reven- revenue is concerned like i'm not sure about that but i was close to around 50 clients
0: and typically how much were you charging those customers at that time
1: so it, it varies so so it was like uh, it's also having this like story so our commercial is also we drastically changed our like commercials from clicks to conversion based in in the in the favor of making the platform more pocket friendly for our users so initially we were charging on click based on per click then we found that there is a more efficient way of charging people and make the that uh, platform pocket friendly for them so we start charging them on conversion-based. And when we came out with that conversion-based pricing, the people loved that pricing. And because instead of paying for 10,000 clicks, they love to pay for one, conversions, one conversion and or one, one install. So right. the pricing yeah. was the same. So it, it was like still the same. So for 10,000 conversion, we were charging some clients like $299. And there were some clients who were paying us more than $1,000 for like 100K conversions, like more than 100K conversions. So it varies for from, from the like size of client.
0: Got it. Okay. So like if I look at the pricing today, you, you sort of start at $299 a month and there's sort of some various add-ons that people can do like an anti-fraud at $100 a month or a link checker at $49 a month but that's kind of like the starting point your middle sort of tier plan is 499 a month with the same add-ons and then you kind of have a custom
1: tier there i found that people love the add-ons so if i'm adding value to their vision or like to their goals so they would love to pay us like any amount because these add-ons are helping them grow yeah yeah
0: Okay, so I mean, I'm trying to get a sense of like where you were with revenue, like what the growth trajectory was. So kind of end of year one, where do you think you guys were? I mean, from what you've described to me in terms of pricing and the number of customers, I'm guessing maybe 20, 30k MRR around that ballpark?
1: I think I think it, it was like around... Mm. 60K MRR, maybe. 50. uh, uh, So so it was like ARR, 50, 60K ARR.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So it was was like that.
0: Okay, so it was about 5K monthly recurring
1: revenue. Yeah, it's around like 5K in year one.
0: Got it. Okay. So what happened? What changed? Like, so you go into starting 2018 and you're you know, give or take five, around 5K MRR. And then in the last two years, you've gone from that to 200K MRR. Yeah. What has driven that growth? How did you do that?
1: So it was a time to go global. So initially like people weren't like believing us that this this can be the like platform, this this platform can be that, that much scalable. When people start using uh, using tracker that they then it was like words of mouth that w- worked well for us. So people start that there is a like uh, there is a platform Tracker, who is like who is hundred percent scalable. Like you can you can stand any amount of like traffic. So currently like we have tracked around like eighty thousand RPS. So like for Google like it was like around eighty six thousand RPS. So Google tracked like eighty six thousand RPS. But right now, like, we have that that much of scalability that we can handle, like, uh, 80,000 RPS traffic. So people start, like, referring us to their client, like, who were, like, facing problem with the current platform. So then we got, like, many of the enterprise client in 2018. And while we were attending some international event, we also got some some traction from there as well. So that, like, 2018 was, like, a miracle for us. So the going global was a key for, for this kind of MRR.
0: Okay. But you were already, you know, when we talked about this, when you started out, you were from the start trying to be global and find customers outside of India. So what was different about 2018 when you said we're going global?
1: So in 2016, like I started writing the blogs. So at one point it can make uh, it convincible for the product so you have to use the product and this this, this feature will solve the problem but if you are like if, if you meet someone like in person and help like show them the demo and like it generates the trust because their whole business is on track here so their MRR, ARR would be on track here that's why like Generating trust would be the main factor for for like for us as well, so being a tracking platform and being a place where they can create the marketplace it's a bread and butter for them.
0: okay, so how did you go out and and kind of go global? What did you start doing differently? How did you track those customers?
1: initially so we uh, we started setting up the meetings with the client. So we start approaching them on LinkedIn. So we we know like who who all are coming from the events app. So we know the name, we know the company. Then we start approaching them via LinkedIn. Then we uh fix meeting for like face to face meeting in the events, and then we showed them the uh, like product. And for like in in some some of the events we also exhibited. So. Exhibition makes also like also makes some my impressions on like uh, on on person that this when this when this company is like exhibiting then it it might be like trustable. Give me an example of an event that you attended. My my first year was the Jimmy Jimmy one like which, which which held like in Beijing China. So I got like one client from that from there and like I, so when I I scored one client so my ROI of that uh, event is justified so i got one client from jimmy i I just pick up one random random person to talk then i told him that i'm building this product and i'm helping this kind of market so that guy was also from the affiliate like network side so he he told me his problem the challenges he was facing so i solved his problem then when i came back to india i just had a tech meeting and and like uh discuss about the problem that he was he, he was facing and implement all those features, all those problem solving uh features in, in track here. And from there like uh I, I just begged one like first time from the international event. Okay.
0: And and two thousand and eighteen you said you started going to events. So how many how many events did you do? And the LinkedIn piece of that was that you were just finding people who were going to be attending the event and using LinkedIn as a way to schedule
1: meetings? Yeah. So I use LinkedIn to uh, schedule meeting and even like I search them on Facebook. I search them on like Skype. So wherever like uh, I I found them, like I just uh, asked them like to set up the meeting, but I never spammed them.
0: (laughs) Okay. And then at the events, it was the opportunity you got face-to-face time with them. And you would just give people a demo?
1: Yeah. So I got to know them like very well by meeting them face to face. And like uh, in in some cafeteria, I just showed them the demo. H-
0: how many events did you do in
1: 2018? In 2018, I did three events. One was in like China and another one was uh, di Mexico in Germany. And the third one was the, the European Summit in Prague.
0: Okay. So you were in Prague... You we are in Germany and in China. And of those three events, do you know how many customers you were able to to win?
1: Yeah, so I think uh, from three of the events, like I think I, I got like uh, 10 to 30 prospects, not customer, like which later on become the customer afterwards, after the period of seven to eight months.
0: So by, by the end of 2018, where were you in terms of revenue?
1: So we were like around 70 to 80 ARR.
0: Okay, 70 to 80K ARR in 2018. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about 2019. What happened here? Because now I'm kind of like, we're looking for that hockey stick growth here, right? Because you you guys have been in business for three years now and you're doing about, you know, six or seven K in monthly recurring revenue. What happened in 2019? How did you grow?
1: In 2019, we like, uh, our growth was, 2x, like I, I would say 2.5x. We got the trust of customers. Our inbound marketing was start working. And like these are the way that we generated a huge amount of like leads. So I think in 2019, words of mouth worked very well for, for us.
0: Okay. So you said like 2x or 2.5x growth. What did that mean? Like you were kind of basically doubling MRR every month?
1: Yeah, like first of all our sales strategy is like on solution based sales. We we never did other uh, product product selling. We also did like solution selling.
0: Okay. For people who don't know what that means, just explain what the difference is.
1: So, in product selling, you just like keep on building relation and then you uh, then after building relation, then you sell the product to the to the client. And in solution selling, you ask the client about their about their problem and then you solve the problems by a solution.
0: Yeah. I guess some people also describe it like consultative based
1: selling or something like that. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's kind of consultative based selling. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so how did that work?
1: Yeah, it, it worked well because we were, we were solving the problem because during, during those days, people were facing issues with the current platform. So they start shifting they they start migrating from that platform to track here that brings us the revenue because and even like some some of the platforms were charging on like uh, on clicks while we were charging on conversions for some some of the companies, it was like more of pocket friendly platform and more scalable platform than others
0: so revenue wise where did you guys get to by the end of twenty nineteen?
1: I think it was 140k, uh, like MRR.
0: Wow, that's a lot of growth in in a very short space of time.
1: Yes, it was like it was a miracle for us. And how,
0: how much of the growth was coming from new customers versus customers kind of upgrading and making more use of the platform?
1: Mm, yeah, so uh, right now, like I think, <laughs> so I have to calculate that for for that particular uh, year. I haven't uh, like looked at that. Okay, yeah, but just
0: generally like do you feel like most of the growth came from new customers in that year or most of it came from existing customers spending more?
1: It definitely came from like new customers because the number of customers was like way too high like in 2019 for us because people were shifting the I, I told you that people were shifting from their current platform to track here. So, one thing
0: that I think is pretty remarkable. Here is that, I mean, you know, you guys started out from zero, and for the first three years of the business, it was very slow growth. And then suddenly, twenty nineteen, all the work that you've been doing for the last three or four years started to pay off, and you started to see growth. And it sounds like twenty twenty has continued to be. A strong year for you and despite all the pandemic stuff you guys haven't really been
1: impacted by that right so it's a like it's a big ocean for us so we can get client like from anywhere now one thing i want to talk about and
0: i touched on this at the beginning is you know one thing that everyone sort of i talk to will say is you know it's it's super important to be clear about what your product is like positioning your product and making it clear who you serve how you solve their problems and that's one of the reasons i always ask that at the beginning of every interview in terms of you know who's your customer what problem are you helping to solve and what i think is interesting about trackier is it kind of basically sounds like there are two different products there
1: yeah so it can it can be used as a like for for managing your partners too <laughs> So it's kind of analytics for them. So instead of like having different, different dashboard, you can automate all the operations, all the all analytics operations in TriCare. But does that
0: make it difficult for your prospects to understand what your product does? Or does it make it more difficult for you to market the product in a way that that helps them? understand kind of how you know your positioning and and what you do
1: so it totally depends on the content so for affiliate marketer like it's uh, so performance marketing is similar so they they understood that what is a performance marketing and what is like affiliate marketing for some people like affiliate and performance marketing is same but it's kind of bit 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 like very like a thin difference between performance and affiliate to attract affiliate marketing networks, we create the some content for affiliate marketing networks. Like for, for to attract performance marketing network, we create like uh, content for performance marketing networks. And we right now we have distinguished the help doc. Initially, that was a period that where where we were like mixing the content with the help talk. But right now we have differentiated the help doc and the content. Yeah, I mean I think it's a
0: it's a challenging thing because for most. SaaS products it's it's hard enough explaining to the customers what one product does but once you have a product which is you know like yours in terms of serving you know two different types of customers and and two different types of problems it can potentially be kind of confusing and and I think for example like you know when i go to the trackier homepage it's interesting you've got this kind of um what do they call them the slideshow kind of thing where it says it's a performance marketing platform. It's a affiliate platform. And, you know, even initially, like when I was kind of preparing for this interview, I was like, it took me a while to kind of get to a point where I could understand or describe what the product did. Has that ever been an issue when you talk to customers?
1: Yeah. Well, like in, in our know, initial time when we were like, uh, Initiators, so we we had that kind of issues, but right now, currently, so we have we have the content ready, and then and it's not an issue right now.
0: And and that's because the type of content you're creating, you're starting with a very clear idea of who that customer is that you're you're writing this for, and then is the actual content still focused around like uh, usage of the features, or are you now creating know different types of content
1: yeah so right now like it's mixture so we have mixed the content so we are still the it's still our like uh our strategy is to create a knowledge knowledgeable content so that and we don't want to create a content which doesn't seem helpful for the for the users like our main goal and our main strategy is to create this knowledgeable contents it's like industrial uh, report or like, or or it's like feature based blog. Okay. We
0: should wrap up. So I'm going to go into the lightning round. I'm going to ask you seven quick five questions. Just try to answer them as quickly as you can. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sure. What's the best piece of business advice you've ever received?
1: Yeah. The advice which I got is to settle on one product and make it a success. Then think of something else. (laughs) So here the dedication was the key.
0: What book you would you recommend to our audience and why?
1: Yeah, the Challenger Sales by Matthew Dixon and Brent Adamson. What's the book called, Challenger Sales? Yeah, it was Challenger Sales. Like the the points that I I was talking of, like product selling and solution selling, it it was in there.
0: What's one attribute or characteristic in your mind of a successful founder?
1: Discipline. So you name any of the successful founder, like you, you, will find that they are very disciplined guy and and, and they and they, and they are very focused.
0: What's your favorite personal productivity tool or habit?
1: So I meditate. That's my like uh, one of the productivity uh, tool. And like if I, if I talk about some apps, I love Todoist and Blinkist. And Todoist like help me in in some. Task management and Blinkist, like provide me ten to fifteen minutes summary of any book which I want to read.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of To Doist as well. Yep. what's a new or crazy business idea you'd love to pursue if you had the extra time?
1: I would, I would love to merge AdTech with MarkTech. The product I, I would like to work would be like attribution technology for the gaming, and then involving that AdTech with the marketing technology. What's an interesting or fun fact about you that most people don't know? So yeah, <laughs> so I bunked 70% of my college to attend the office and startup events <laughs> during that time. You did what? I, I bunked 70% of my college, college time.
0: <laughs> you bunked, you didn't attend.
1: Yes, I, I, I didn't uh, attend the college. <laughs> like So it was like, I think uh, my, my attendance percentage was like 30
0: 30%. 30%. My God. And finally, what's one of your most important passions outside of your work?
1: Yeah, like I I would like, I I like to travel, like traveling is my passion and like knowing the culture of the place and see them live. And and, and, and whenever I like visit any place, I used to read about the place before going to any place. Yeah. So wherever I visit any place, I will feel the vibe and emotion associated to that particular
0: place. That's awesome. Okay, great. Thank you for joining me today. It's been great to uh, go through your story and and talk about this kind of incredible journey you guys have had. Congratulations on the success and and getting to two million ARR and and doing that with a bootstrapped business that is totally awesome. If people want to find out more about Trackier, they can go to Air, trackier, That's track dot com, and we'll include a link in the show notes to that. And if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, they can reach me like through email. It's udit dot verma at the
0: date here. it's udit verma udit dot verma at the date track dot Okay, so it's u d i t dot verma v e r m a at Trackier.com. Yep, awesome. With it, thank you so much. I wish you all the best, and uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. And I know it's it's like past midnight there and right now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's around like uh, it's one o'clock.
0: I appreciate you doing this at this time. Thank you and and i should say i did offer to do this a little earlier and you actually preferred to do this time so
1: <laughs> yeah i feel i feel vital during, during the, like this period <laughs>
0: <laughs> great yeah. thanks so much i wish you all the best cheers
1: yeah thanks for having me thank you
0: Do you dream of owning a profitable online business or are you looking to sell yours? Bupas.com is the number one platform for entrepreneurs and founders alike. With Bupas, you can discover exclusive listings, browse listings from other marketplaces, or submit your own deal for approval. As the first platform to offer built-in acquisition financing for qualified buyers, Bupas makes it easier than ever to acquire a recurring revenue business without personal guarantees. Their experienced M&A advisory team is dedicated to supporting you throughout the process, ensuring a smooth transaction. Don't miss out on this exciting opportunity. To learn more, visit sasclub.io slash BUPOS. That's sasclub.io slash B-O-O-P-O-S. Sign up today and get qualified to sell your business or find your next venture. Are you still wrestling with rigid spreadsheets that slow down your team? JotForm Tables is a solution you've been looking for. JotForm Tables combines the power of a spreadsheet with the flexibility of a database. You can collect your data through customizable online forms and JotForm Tables automatically organizes and stores all the data submitted through your JotForm forms. You can also import and export files and collaborate with your team effortlessly. All changes are synced in real time, so everyone is always on the same page. But JotForm Tables is more than just a spreadsheet alternative. With conditional formatting, data visualization, and more than 250 integrations, it's a complete productivity platform platform for your team. You can even automate tasks and workflows to save time. Ready to centralize your data, boost your team's efficiency, and take your productivity to new heights? Sign up for free at sasclub.io slash jotform. That's sasclub.io slash jotform.